is Friday night. It's 11.05-ish. That must mean it is time for Smack Talk here on the Wrestle Binge by Sports Kita YouTube channel and the Sports Kita Wrestling Facebook channel. We got SP3. We got Dutch Mantel. And uh, the boys were, were talking before we, we came on the air backstage. They're fired up. SP3 hated pretty much everything he saw on the on air tonight, and he's uh, he's ready and raring to rip into everything. Dutch, how are you doing tonight? Oh uh, well, I'm doing fine, but I had a very like stressful week. Yeah, before uh, before we dive into all of that, we we definitely want to get uh, before we dive into everything with the shows. I mean, we wanted to get an update from you on uh, uh, your good friend uh, Jerry the King Lawler, who had a uh, a rough week this week, obviously. Well, I was sitting around, I think it was Monday, and I started reading that Jerry Lawler had had a stroke. And I went, what the hell? And then I investigated it, and, and it was true. Uh, at, the stroke wasn't true at the time. could have been a heart attack at the time. So I got to check it into it, and the, the sheets reported that uh, he was found face down in his driveway of his condo in Fort Myers. Well, that's not true. He wasn't found face down. And I'll tell you the story. And I have said time and time again through the years, Baller is the luckiest bastard I've ever known in my life. Because he missed a car wreck where it killed everybody in the car and in the 70s. He was supposed to be in there, but he wasn't. Then he had uh, a heart attack on Raw, right? Yeah. 2012. And we all thought he was going to die. That was in Canada. Was that in Canada? SB3, I don't remember. But anyway, he dodged the bullet then. Then in 2018, he had a mini stroke again or something. And then this one. So what happened was, and I, I was talking to his son, Kevin. I said, what, what happened? Was he found face down? He said, no. Where did you hear that? I said, well, that's what Meltzer and all those damn experts are predicting. He said he was found face down. This is what happened. He was he was at his condo. He, that was Monday. He was by himself. His girlfriend hadn't come down from Memphis yet. She was coming in the next day. And he went outside, got on his moped or something to like oh. a can, to a candy shop. You there? Yeah, yeah. Keep going. You're good. Walked around. And when he walked in, they the people said that he looked a little unsteady. Yeah. So they got to watching him and he paid for his purchase. And then the woman there, who was the daughter of the guy who owned the shop, she looked at him and she knew exactly what was happening. She knew he was having a stroke. Because guess what she is? She's a nurse. And guess where she works? She works at the hospital that specializes in stroke patients. Now, is that lucky or not? I mean, uh. how many people have a heart attack or a stroke with medical personnel standing right next to him. Very, very few. So he went in and it was determined that it was a stroke. Uh, they kept him, you know, several days, but I talked to him, I think Tuesday or Wednesday, I talked to him because his son, Kevin said, my dad wants to talk to you. Uh, and he sounded okay. He still had some words that he couldn't grab a hold of, but they tell me that's that will he can regain the use of that. He was paralyzed on his left side, 
and he was regaining, you know, movement in his arms and legs. And actually, he, he looked pretty good. So they were supposed to release him next Monday. He was released today. Wow. About two or, two or three o'clock this afternoon. But he can't leave Florida because he can't be cleared to fly. The drive is just too much. It's like 9,000, 900 or 1,000 miles. But they can't clear him to fly until he gets, you know, doctor's clearance. So he will stay in Florida for the time being, undergo uh, rehab in his condo till he's cleared to fly. Then he'll go back home. And, you know, I don't have a lot of close friends in the wrestling business. And, but, but Lawler is kind of the guy that I've known the whole time I've been in the business. And another thing, we have the same birthday the same year. And it's un, it's it's unbelievable our our connection, but but he is better, and I think they expect him to fully recover. That's good. So good that good is, for him. Yeah, no, that's that's good to hear. And obviously, we continue uh, to wish nothing but the uh, the best as far as his health is concerned. That's just absolutely nuts that he just happens to run into a nurse that specializes. Well, years years ago, I was telling somebody he was supposed to be in a car. Or did I already say that? He was supposed to yeah, be yeah. With Sam Bass, you can look it up. And he was supposed to be in that car, and three people got killed. And that was the first time he. And he other things. I mean, I don't. I can't think of him right now. But he's lucky in other things. So, but good for him for being lucky because he's still with us. Absolutely. All right. So, uh, awkward transition time. Let's roll into uh, SmackDown <laughs> here, gentlemen. Oh, now let's get yeah, let's get into let's, the show. A smooth way let's, to get into let's this. Just knock, let's just knock everything we can. Well, we'll we'll start with the thing that carried the show tonight, and we all agreed in that in our little uh, powwow before we came on the air tonight, and that is this this bloodline story that just continues to be uh, absolute artwork uh, on the heels of a spectacular promo exchange on Monday between Cody Rhodes and Paul Heyman. We start off Friday night SmackDown with Paul Heyman in the ring, uh, cutting a promo, talking about Cody SP three, calling him an idiot, basically, uh, or, or literally, excuse me for suggesting that him coming for, for Roman Reigns gold wasn't personal. Heyman says that there is no bloodline. There is no Roman Reigns without those titles and kind of starts alluding to life after Roman Reigns drops those championships and how that could throw the bloodline in, in total and other chaos. And then we get Sammy coming in after Paul Heyman had said he was not there. And then, you know, the crowd goes nuts. He grabs the microphone and basically is like, Paul, relax. If I could have hurt you, if I could have taken you, I would have by now. All right. If I was going to do that, I would have. But I find it very interesting that all of a sudden, now the cracks are in the bloodline. There's no one here to protect you. There's no one surrounding you. They have left you vulnerable, which is something that really got into Heyman's head later on the night when he was talking with Jimmy Uso. I'm not going to sit here and say that this was this was better than what we saw on Monday, but this was still a great open to the show, SB3, I thought. 
Yeah, it was fantastic. Uh, Sami Zayn, he cut a great promo, uh, made made some people probably believe that he has a chance to win uh, in eight days at Elimination Chamber. Paul Heyman is just great at this. like, and, you, and he has his fingerprints all over what they've been doing this past week, especially with the Cody Rhodes promo on Monday. And then this promo here, his fingerprints have been throughout this whole storyline. He's one of the most creative people that you could possibly have involved in a story like this and why the quality is always top-notch and this was another segment that added to it yeah Sami Zayn calling his shot dutch he says some way somehow roman reigns uh title run is going to end in eight days i don't necessarily buy that uh it's going to be interesting though what happens between sammy and jay who did show up at the last minute to help his brother win or retain their tag team titles but then, Dutch, the segment of the night was the not-so-secret-secret secret meeting between Sami Zayn and Jay Huso backstage. If you can look... If you can look past the fact that there's a camera right in their face and they're supposed to be, you know, secretly meeting with one another yeah. and they know they're on national television, this was an absolutely spectacular angle. I like the way they kept looking around. <laughs> but, and they, they both were looking around. Yeah. So, and you expected somebody to come out at any time. The, the, the whole thing, it's, it's, it's a masterpiece. They, and, I, and they are doing patience because now they have it. Now they can take their time. And I love the, I like the whole show. I, the, the first hour was good. Second hour is a different story. But the first hour is, uh, and Sid says something about Paul Heyman's uh, fingerprints all over. He delivers that he didn't need fingerprints on it. I don't know who wrote this, if Paul wrote it or whoever wrote it, but it was written well, delivered better, and you you believe that because again I go back to my statement. They will believe this till you give them something to disbelieve, and they haven't given it to us, given it to us yet. And I think promoting Sammy in Montreal against Roman. I don't think they'll beat him there. I don't think uh, Sammy will beat Roman. I don't think they'll beat Sammy in Montreal. I just, I just don't think. And that's the best thing to do. What do you think the finish will be? Not that it matters, but I, well, I it does matter. But I, I don't see Sammy Zayn winning uh, in Montreal. I think he's going to get screwed over in some way some shape or form and sp3 i think it comes down to what happens between him and jay uso we we saw him give him a little fist bump right we we Prediction. saw sammy, we saw sammy uh tell him hey look i acknowledge you you don't have to go down with the ship i appreciate you walking out at the royal rumble and not contributing to my ass beating right and it closed with that that little fist bump and man it it makes you think what could happen and it definitely starts steering the ship away from Roman Reigns and Sammy and Jay once again coming into the forefront of this story here. I have a prediction for Montreal. Go ahead. I don't know if it, it comes come true. It ends up with them screwing over, not necessarily Roman getting his hand raised, but he could get his hand raised. But, and then they all jump him again, and guess who comes out of the woodwork? Kevin Owens. Oh, yeah. Another Canadian. Now they're set up for going to WrestleMania. Clears the way for Cody. They're off and running. 
Yeah, I, 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 that would be my guess. I think if the Usos can get to Canada, which I know might be an issue, there are reports that that's possibly an issue. I don't know how that throws a wrench into everything because well, you don't want to you don't want to beat Sammy clean in Montreal, right? Even though there's no, no shame in losing to Roman you, Reigns. No, but. you can't beat him. No, you you don't you can't beat him clean. Then he's dead. I mean, not dead, but that damn yeah. sure don't happen. That's why I said it by DQ. Maybe you know because. But I don't know why one of the Usos could get in, even if they're, even if they are blocked, because all those immigrants get in somehow. They cross the border somewhere, just slip them over somewhere else. Well, a lot of them are not going to be on national TV. Have him, have him, yeah, but have him show up under a mask, and it's not him. You don't know. <laughs> well, I, I, I would, I, I've been saying since the Royal Rumble that the finish at in Montreal at Elimination Chamber is Jay Uso coming out saying, "I'm sorry, I love you," and he's looking at Roman, but then he super kicks Sammy, and that's how Sammy loses the title, and that puts the heat on Jay and makes a smooth transition into Sammy and Kevin Owens versus the Usos at WrestleMania. And if you want to leave the crowd home happy, you have Kevin Owens come out, yeah. make the save, run off the bloodline, and then the two Canadian boys hug in the middle of the ring, and you end the show happy. But I think that last part is going to happen. I don't necessarily think the, the Usos are going to be at Elimination Chamber now because of the ending where they where Roman told them to stay at home because sometimes you uh, will see things you know on TV that you won't see there live. And I think next week is in Montreal on on SmackDown, and then the following nights in Montreal. I don't think they're coming to Montreal now. At least not Jimmy, right? He sent. I mean, yeah, they sent both of them home. At least that was the message, but. Maybe, maybe Jay shows up still at some point. I'm again. I I don't know how you do this finish effectively without the Usos being there. They're they're such either. an integral part of this. But they haven't really missed a beat with any of this. So if, if there's anything that they if there's any storyline where I think that they could clear an obstacle on this, it's this one. Um, and and, and Paul Heyman was once again the MVP because he was great with just sneakily uh, listening to the Usos conversation yeah. after they won the title match behind a, like, a pillar. He's just hiding there with his phone in his hand. Oh, man. Paul Heyman has been mass. He's been the MVP for WWE this I, whole week. I loved, the, I loved the how we closed the show, and he did that little shoulder up. And he's like, Jim, let me tell you something. We want you to watch something on TV right just because you, you never know what you might miss obviously cluing into the fact that everybody saw that damn jay Uso and Sami Zayn secret meeting like maybe maybe look in front of you and see if there's a camera there but again if you can look past that i thought all of this was brilliant and i'm i'm really looking forward to see what happens uh at elimination chamber the the limit the entire elimination chamber pay-per-view so far is stacked i'm i'm genuinely genuinely excited for everything that is on the card because it's mostly it's mostly monday night raw where there's multiple things that are interesting except for one thing like the smackdown episode all right well let's start from uh <laughs> top to bottom here with the rest of the non-bloodline related stuff uh, do we do we really can we just talk about the tag match and then be done with smackdown i think we could save a bunch of time <laughs> Well, we can nothing just... nothing else was entertaining nothing else mattered on this show i'm saying it out loud yes nothing else mattered i the did like light stuff was great squash. huh i like the Lu lucy evans squash 
Lacey, Lacey Evans. Lacey, well, yeah, Lucy. We had multiple Lacey squashes Evans. on this show. We had multiple. Yes. SP3, I wanted to get your, I did want to get your opinion on something though, because I saw you tweeting this, which is why I'm going to bring up the fact that we did see a tag team match tonight between the bangers. I guess they're just called the bangers now. Uh, Drew McIntyre and Sheamus, they just obliterated Hit Row. It's it's like Hit Row didn't, doesn't even matter anymore. Who, who did they piss off? <laughs> Michael Cole, apparently. You know who they pissed off? Probably Triple H because they're the shits. <laughs> That's why. I, I doubt Triple H side the back for them to be enhancement talent and lose in two minutes. Well, somebody, did, he really, did he really just side the back to be enhancement talent? Really? Somebody I mean, had to. The roster depth. That's that's about what they are right now. I don't, they, I don't think you can draw a dime those guys. You can put them on the card, but it's just a match. Well, SP3 has said it a million times. They're missing their Beyonce. And that's that. That's a hard sell. It, it's yeah, it, it's a hard sell right now. And that they had to turn them heel. And you know, look, them getting squashed by them getting beat by Drew and Sheamus. Okay, no big deal. You're talking that's about two former world champions. Sure. Them getting their asses handed to them and getting like little to no offense. That oof. They got a drop kick. Ladies and gentlemen, yeah, that's yeah. The, that was the well, that was the, the Fred shot the Adonis me, just standing up to Drew McIntyre like tough guy stuff, and then Drew's just like, "Let me ask you, boom, and it's over." Like, if Top Dollar was yeah. the main event on some show, that's all they got. Would you go and buy a ticket to watch them? Be no, okay, be truthful. Would you buy a ticket? I couldn't tell you the last time I bought a ticket to a wrestling event to be completely. I know you, so you dodged the question. I'm I'm answering you honestly. You, I can't remember the last time I bought a ticket to go to a wrestling event. It, it's been at least six years. Ladies and gentlemen, that was artful dodging the question. <laughs> I'm just telling you the truth. I don't I don't buy tickets to wrestling shows anymore. I don't I don't I don't have to. I don't think those two guys, nothing against them. I don't even know them. I don't think they could sell water in a desert. Um, but the thing I wanted to ask SP3 about, it's not about Hit Row here. <laughs> they, they, they've got some issues. Hopefully they, they'll be able to, to turn around and navigate. Um, from a production standpoint, I thought we got an absolutely tremendous video package with Valhalla and the Viking Raiders to set up a tag team match next week against the Bangers. I I love the presentation of what they're doing with it with with these three SP3. I love the presentation from a cinematic standpoint, from a production standpoint, but the actual substance of what they're doing with them, you don't think it necessarily matches that production, according to what you put out on Twitter today. It's basically the the great fancy production. It's like I put a pile of shit in a fancy box and put a bow on it. Because the presentation, oh, you're in a foul mood. The presentation of the of the Vi of the Viking Raiders is not what they can really offer to us. They are really good at what they do when you allow them to be good, and we saw that just a few weeks ago with that great match that they had with Drew and Sheamus. But all this over the top fancy stuff, I'm just like. No, I found them more interesting when they were War Machine. I found them more interesting when they were whatever name I forget the War War Raiders when they were War Raiders in NXT. I found them much more interesting. This whole Bahala stuff, it's just fancy BS because they're eventually going to lose again. They might lose next week uh to uh 
Drew McIntyre <laughs> and Sheamus, to be completely honest with you. Uh, what did you like about the Lacey Evans squash match? Uh, she defeated Jody McJobber tonight in about two minutes there. Uh, well, I love I loved the jobber. <laughs> what was her name? Uh, Jody McJobber is what I got down. <laughs> I looked at her. I said, oh, my God. I'm daring her to walk out in the sun. I'm just daring her to get out there, get a little bit of it, make an effort, do something. And then, you know, Lacey went out there because Lacey's one of my favorites anyway, the salute and all this stuff. And she just, that's what they need more of because no need to put another girl in and beat a girl that's on the regular roster because you hurt yourself doing that. Uh, but, that that's that's kind of been Triple H's MO since he brought a lot of these girls back is just haven't beat each other for the last few months and it hasn't helped anybody's standpoint. So look, if they want to trot Lacey out there and have her beat up some some enhancement talent and try to get this new character once again over, I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. But you know who I kind of like tonight? Chelsea well, Chelsea Green. Yeah, we were gonna get there. We're Liked gonna get her. Her. Yeah, don't, actually that's that's next, actually. But SP3, did you have anything you wanted to say there before we moved on? Julia Jobber sold the Cobra Clutch good. That's the 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 substance of my analysis on that match. Because uh, my whole my whole thing with that match was what was the point? What are we trying to set up Lacey the for? Point, the point is you can't work an angle every match, Sid. But what was the point? Lacey's what are you setting up Lacey for? We're in WrestleMania season. Is Lacey gonna have a match at WrestleMania? I doubt it. Probably not. Is Lacey gonna get over with this gimmick? No. <laughs> like I can tell you that already. She had nuclear heat with her last gimmick. She had nuclear heat with her last exactly. Exactly. You you reverted back, and this is not better than what she was doing before. But she's kind of going back to it. So we'll see. But she is a girl that you can put heat on. This, this is this is harmless, though. I like it. I don't know what it's building to. We'll see. They're obviously taking some time with her. They're they're invested in having her do something. But this was harmless for me. On this you show. say harmless, I say pointless. One thing I did like tonight that I think has a lot of potential. I I really really do. Um, Putting Sonya Deville and Chelsea DeGreen together and Adam <laughs> Pierce just being in total hell uh, oh, with, with, with you know, this first off, Chelsea Green and this whole Karen character is spectacular. She's getting rave reviews from everybody. She's somebody who's so damn talented and crazy and can absolutely make this work. And I can't, and she kind of teased it on Monday saying, oh, I can show you crazy if you want me to. And I'm, I can't wait for her to kind of go over the top and, and really kind of lose it. But when Pierce said that you two are so much alike that it's, it's ridiculous and they kind of like hated each other for it. I, I want to see more of these two together. There is something about them being so similar being so similar that they hate each other that they don't even realize that they're so similar. And then somehow they learn to kind of like grow and work together. They didn't win their tag team match tonight because they couldn't get on the same page, but Dutch, <laughs> I think there's, I think there's potential here. If they stick with it, I kind of hope that's not a one-off. I see something there. I think you can build off something there. What did you think? Who are you talking to? I'm talking well, to you. Dutch. Well, Sid's going to say pointless. He don't, he didn't like it. I can tell you right now. <laughs> But I did like it because I know Chelsea Green because I gave her the jilted bride gimmick in TNA. Yeah. And she pulled that off. And I wouldn't have stopped it except I had pressure to, to take her out of it. 
I said, it's just getting over now. No, we, we got to move her. We got to move her. I said, all right, move her. So, but she was great in the Jilted Bride gimmick. She handled it great. And I see, I, I like it tonight when they looked at each other right before they went out. Like, oh, I'm stuck with you. And I, I thought maybe uh, one of them would have said, I don't even know you. So, <laughs> but I, I liked it. I really did. Sid, pointless. Chelsea Green made me laugh. So nothing that makes me laugh is not pointless. When she said, <laughs> okay. which, first of all, when she said, yeah, I came to, to um, basically report the, the the Raw manager to the SmackDown, SmackDown manager. manager. It's the same person. <laughs> then she said, she said, oh, I'm sorry. I have facial amnesia. Are you discriminating against me? Yeah. <laughs> I, I popped. I popped. I she, popped. She is good at that. She can deliver those lines. Uh, what's, I, next, what's next, Sid? Facial, facial amnesia. I have facial amnesia, so I don't know Rick from Dutch, ladies and gentlemen. That I've realized that. Oh, Jesus, that's. Wouldn't scary. that be? I, wouldn't that be eye amnesia? All right. So facial amnesia. Facial, facial amnesia. amnesia. Whatever she said. Uh, we did uh, have a tag team title match tonight. This is when uh, Jay Uso showed up at the last possible second, uh, clocking in right when his shift started. And look, I thought this was a really, really fun match, but let's be honest, they 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 booked Strowman to look uh well, let's just say he and Ricochet lost this match because he made bad life decisions. He had Jimmy dead to rights after the power slam, decided to stop, rip his shirt off, pose for the crowd, tag in Ricochet for the super senton, got too close to the ropes, which allowed Jay to break up the pinfall, and then Strowman took himself out of the match when, you know, the big-ass train went off the rails and that left Ricochet vulnerable. So they had the Usos dead to rights, but because Strowman decided to showboat and then do one stupid thing after another, uh, the Usos were able to uh, to retain tonight. Dutch, what did you think about this one? I thought the finish was pretty good, but... Again, Strowman is another one that they're really going to have to work on because remember they were pushing him up against Luther, uh, Gunther for Gunther. a while. Yeah. All of a sudden that disappeared. So I think he's in the same boat as Karrion Cross, to tell you the truth. Hmm. They, they kind of got him up here. And this is like water, how water reacts. It finds its own level. Now these guys are, now we're seeing where they are right now. I mean, they pushed Karrion Cross pretty strong at, at the beginning. I mean, he went but, up against Drew McIntyre to start, and but immediately then went down to, to Mad Cat Moss and then back up to Rey Mysterio, and we'll get to the main event tonight. But, yeah, you're not you're not wrong. I think Strowman has found a pretty a pretty decent role. Uh, yeah, on, as, a tag, I, as a tag team guy, basically. I mean, the Usos have beaten all the established tag teams, so now they're basically running against you know the singles competitors that they're they're squeezing together. I I like the team of 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 Strowman and Ricochet. I think that's something that came together organically based off of Strowman's comments on social media, and they kind of ran with it. And I think they work together well as a team. I don't know if they'll keep them together, SP three, after this loss tonight. But uh, what do you think of the tag match? 
Oh, I thought it was a fun tag team match. I think Ricochet and Strowman actually make a pretty decent team, and I want them to team together uh, coming out after this. And I thought the angle beforehand with Jay Uso was just perfectly done the way they did it, even though if I was me, I wouldn't have had Jay Uso come back here. I would have waited to have him come back for Elimination Chamber. What but you, you needed him for the segment later on with Sammy. That's why I, I kind of I just accepted that Jay was probably going to come out when they already established that Solo Sokoa wasn't here. My, in my mind, I thought the bright booking was to have Solo replace Jay here and them still retain. But they went in a different direction. They had Jay come back here and they followed it up perfectly so i can't complain at all and it was a fun tag team match and it was something with the bloodline so like i said anything with the bloodline tonight was entertaining everything else uh, besides chelsea green uh. you know dutch i'm really surprised i thought that sp3 would be in a good mood tonight because his girl ronda rousey made her triumphant return to the show tonight well that was actually pretty good too uh, Natty, uh, they, they put Natalia out there to, uh, deliver an in-ring promo and she cuts it on, uh, Shayna Baszler cause Shayna is the one that, that took her out, uh, yep. injured her a few months back and, uh, she calls Shayna a, basically a Ronda Rousey ripoff. Shayna then interrupts Natty to defend her own record. And then we get Ronda, not the best reaction we've seen from Ronda, but she comes out, they double team Natty and then Shotzi shows up. That didn't help much. Uh, Shotzi got chucked out of there. Now we got a tag team match that's set up next week between uh, these these four ladies. SP3, what did you think about uh, how they decided to bring Ronda Rousey back into the fold here? So I get the point was to set up a tag team match for last week. Well, last still week. by the end. Oh, I mean, for next week, excuse me. I wish it was last week. Um, For next week. But by the end of it, I was like, what was the point? No one looked good coming out of this. Ronda comes back, gets a least reaction than she's gotten previously. Shayna Baszler's just got dumbed down to a dollar star version of Ronda Rousey. Natalia was supposed to be the babyface and got no reaction at all and came off like a heel to another heel. And then Shotzi came out and made the save and looked like a chump. So who got over in this? She is a chump. So... So I mean, what was the point? Who, who advanced? I mean, that's, I, that's, that's uh, my uh, issue with a lot of this episode is outside of the bloodline stuff. I don't know the point. The the point I think the point was to establish something that we already knew was was coming, and that's the fact that Shayna and Ronda are officially going to be a tag team moving forward, and not just friends that hang out with each other and beat up people but backstage. You literally you literally set it up in a way that Ari is telling us how this whole tag team partnership is going to end because Shayna feels like she's in the shadow of Ronda Rousey. So once again, what was the point? Dude, ever but that's how I every think. tag every tag team disbands and fights each other with the exception of New Day. They don't usually they don't they don't usually they don't usually put the reason why it's going to happen before they even are a tag team. They don't tell you. They, we didn't we didn't know we didn't know Jay was going to form a relationship with Sammy back in 2010 when the Usos formed. So don't tell me that you did I did I needed to to get invested in them first before you told me why they're going to break up. I liked it. They're going to have some work to do though. If, I guess. If they're going to ask Okay, whatever. 
I was going to say, they, they got some work to do, though, because if if Ronda and Shayna versus Damage Control is the plan for WrestleMania, which uh, I, I forget who reported that. I think that was Meltzer who reported that. They they got they got some issues there. They got to work on that match because right now you got two heel teams that who's the crowd supposed to root for uh, in that situation. So maybe they turn damage control babyface by then. I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see what they come They're up. They're dead on arrival already. Who? Shane and Ronda? No, they're not dead. You just got to get them some opponents. They need babyface tag teams. That's a problem. They don't have any. They can invent one. one. That's what they got TV for. If you if it don't work this week, guys, you got fifty one more weeks to work on it, and they will look at that. Hopefully, they see well that didn't work. Okay, let's try this. I'll tell you what. I thought Raquel and Liv work really well tonight. I just don't know why they're buddy buddy all of a sudden. Because didn't just two weeks ago Liv Morgan slap the ever living shit out of Raquel Rodriguez, and then they they fought oh. each other in the Royal Rumble. So I don't know why they're all lovey-dovey and hey, hey, yeah. By the way, they're also opponents next Saturday. So I don't know why all of a sudden they're they're palling around and everything's great there. That didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. They had some nice double team moves though. So I mean, they worked well together. But wait a minute, what happened to Liv Morgan and Tegan Knox? Wasn't that a tag team that they were going to be putting together and then that fell by the wayside in about three weeks? I, I don't know. I don't think they have any idea what the hell they want to okay. do. With that one, this tag. is it. What do you remember? What do you remember about this show more than anything else? The bloodline what, stuff. The high spots. Yeah. What were the high spots? The Sammy Heyman, <laughs> Uso joining up. Chelsea Green. That was about it, and that was the show. That's really all they need on the show. I wish they'd had some more great stuff I, too. I you're just making me wish the show was 30 minutes because that's just 30 minutes of the show and I had to sit through another hour of it with commercials. Well, I don't know what to tell you. I, I, I don't book it. I don't write it. I tell you, I'd write a show like 10 minutes. And, and what and, I do, I would, this is what they need to do. They need to put out a cheat sheet before they run the show and say, this is going to happen, this is going to happen, this, 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 and tell the reason. And then now they don't have to watch the show. They already know what's going to happen. So, uh, we so, got Isam so, Walker I, here saying that uh, they're looking for what women get the bigger pops. Nobody outside of Charlotte gets a or or Liv Morgan gets a pop on SmackDown. They've got a bunch of talented women, but not but a lot of these women that they brought back in the last few months are still in the getting to know you phase, and they haven't done anything with them other than what have they done on SmackDown in the last six months in the women's division? It's oh well, we're gonna have a six pack challenge, or we're gonna have an eliminator challenge, or this, that, and the other thing to feed somebody to Ronda. Ronda beats everybody. Then they feed her to Charlotte. Ronda disappears, and now Charlotte starts off by fighting Sonya Deville, and now she's going to face Rhea Ripley at uh, at 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 WrestleMania. So they 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 literally did not have anybody on else on SmackDown for Charlotte to face. So they gave her the Raw challenger in Rhea Ripley. And I and I know you wanted to add Liv there, but Liv's pop has been decreasing month by month. And tonight it wasn't it wasn't much of a reaction to that match to the to that tag match, which I thought was pretty pretty all right for what they did in the ring, but no one cared. Yeah, they they have a lot of talent that they just can't get over right now. They like there's nobody is nobody's investing. Can we get the fans watching? We got 72 people watching. Remember to drop a thumbs up on the video if you're watching on YouTube. Put a emoji or whatever if you're watching on Facebook. And start a petition for Dutch to book the women's division of WWE because I, I this is like the most I have not cared about the women's division on either show in a very long time. 
Uh, Benjamin asking, whatever happened to Aaliyah? She was injured at one point, and then she had Aaliyah. a series of... Yeah. I'm glad she's gone. She was uh, worse than what we saw tonight. <laughs> was, uh, hey, Benjamin, Benjamin, you, you need to get a life, buddy. You need uh, she did put out a series of tweets, uh, pretty much I, I, that are now deleted, saying that, hey, she, she could come back at any time, and they, they haven't she's they gone. Have called her. Is she they gone? Have not, they have not called her. All right, so we had a couple other backstage uh, segments tonight. L.A. Knight says he's done with Bray Wyatt and is looking toward the future. Uh, okay. There. I missed him. I really did. Uh, I we had, see what else they do with him. We had Charlotte sit down with uh, with Michael Cole, which basically just reminded everybody about the history between her and Rhea Ripley. And then we got our main <laughs> event. That was the, that was probably the segment that pissed me off. The <laughs> which one, Charlotte? The Charlotte. The Charlotte sit down. Oh, it pissed that me was, off too. I got up. Thank you. I actually got up and run around the block. <laughs> Because, like, I'm begging. I know we got six weeks. We got 50 days, like Michael Cole said in the promo. But we need something. We need something to make people interested in Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley. But the more more episodes that come by by WWE on either show is just making me realize how much of a mistake this was. Because... Charlotte Flair, you had Rhea Ripley, who's driving as a heel, cut a babyface promo to challenge Charlotte. Then you have Charlotte here, who's who's supposed to be a freshly face, getting big reactions every week, and she cuts a heel promo. And if if the whole reason for this matchup is quote unquote the real reason, because you're not they're not gonna say it openly, but the real reason is this man didn't book this right three weeks three years ago, and Triple H is very adamant about booking this right. So we're gonna do it again, even though this is the second freaking time we see this goddamn match. So make me care. Oh my god, you're too much, Sid. So then our uh, <laughs> so then our main event. We answer that. <laughs> Awkward transition number two. Our main event was a fatal four-way for the number one contendership for the Intercontinental title. They had Rey Mysterio right there. They had Karrion Cross right there. They had Santos Escobar right there. Dutch Madcap Moss gets the win tonight by pinning Rey Mysterio. He did have some shiny new trunks. Your reaction? Brother, <laughs> when I saw the finish and he won, I, that was... And it was on at the end of the show. I mean, I don't know who got up and applauded or felt good that he he won the match. I don't get it. I don't get and carrying cross, you could just see his his worth dropping by the second boom, 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 boom. And by the time it was over, like Sid says, hell nobody got over. I don't even think the Moss got over. Do you Sid? And I think, well, but I don't know why they put it on at the end. I think I would have held that bunch for the Usos at the end yeah. to see if they show up. That that that's your hottest that's your hottest angle. So I mean, main event. With okay, right to right to show, Sid. But hang on. To be fair, though, if you do the tag team match at the end, then you don't get the Sammy. You don't get the Sammy J backstage interaction, so they had time to, to sprinkle all. So I, I get that, and they still technically closed with that angle. But yeah, if Madcap's the one going over here, and I, I don't, I don't know. Somebody, somebody needs to lose to Gunther next week. He's going to get obliterated. That's fine. 
I'd honestly, I'd rather give that spot to somebody like Santos Escobar because he, he's a guy who he'll probably lose the match, but they, they've done little to nothing with Legado del Fantasma since they've came, since they've come up, they've had multiple opportunities to win opportunities and they have not won any of those opportunities. Uh, and you know, Santos Escobar sitting here talking about how I'm going to prove tonight why I'm the best and I'm going to go out there and do this, that, and the other thing. And it's like, put this man in the ring against Gunther. Let those two cook. He's going to lose, but you can get over in a losing fashion if you have a great showing. Santos Escobar can do that. Anybody who's watched him knows how great Santos Escobar is. Rey Mysterio was right there. We still didn't get a conclusion between Karrion Cross and Rey Mysterio. We had Cross cutting a promo tonight saying that he was going to make Rey Mysterio suffer. I didn't see any suffering in that match. I didn't see any conclusion whatsoever. In fact, I saw Karrion Cross getting his ass whooped a lot in this match tonight. I have no earthly idea to steal a line from Sid what the point of this booking was for this matchup other than to showcase Mad Cat Moss and his shiny new tights and actually call Emma his girlfriend now. Like, other than that, I, I don't know what the whole point of the main event was, SP3. Well, I can't dissect it. I don't know what, what they intended. It being on last, but I understand your point. You couldn't have carried out the uh, the Sami Zayn and the, the Jay Uso or Jimmy Uso interview at the end. That would have been out of place. But I don't know. One of those mysteries that we'll never know. And maybe, and maybe we're overlooking Mad Cap. Maybe he'll go out there and he'll have a really good match against against Gunther next week. SP3, it's possible. I think if the guy's got some talent, I just don't think he was the best option in this. Hey, the positives about Mad Cap Moss, he can hit the ropes like nobody else. He's oh, yeah. he slides. He's, he's, he's fast. fast. He's very oh, fast. He can hit the ropes very well. But yes. my lord, was that the worst elbow drop I've ever seen in my life. I, I think that's maybe the worst world elbow drop in the history of professional wrestling. I've seen a lot of wrestling. I must have and I think that. that's the worst. He did. It was he did. I missed it. I'm gonna have to go back and watch it now. It's really bad. Did Uncle really? Howdy drop an elbow or did he just completely miss at uh, at the Royal he, he didn't hit the elbow. <laughs> this is the <laughs> this this is the worst elbow that I've seen actually hit somebody. <laughs> a little surprised we didn't see Bray tonight. I missed I, unless I missed yep. something. We didn't see Bray at all tonight. We didn't see Uncle Howdy tonight. We haven't seen Alexa Bliss since the Royal Rumble. And yeah, she talked well, rumors that she was taking time off. So I don't know what's going on there. I, my idea on Bray is they, they're going to have to watch him. They, they can wear him out fast. Really, really quick if you see him too much. Well, and, well, he, wants, he wants his stuff to mean something. And you can't do that meaningful stuff every week and have an impact. And maybe that's what they're kind of noticing here is that, you know, the they're they're kind of slowly losing interest in what he's doing because they're just giving us so many of these kick can down the road segments every week and really trying to slow play stuff. You can do more with less with this Bray Wyatt story, whoever he's going to be facing at WrestleMania, probably in that Cinnamon Toast Crunch match. Uh, all right, so let's move on here to... <laughs> let's move on here because god knows i can't just let that man wrestle a normal fucking match okay what what happened to la night he just did an interview tonight yeah he did a quick promo and said hey look don't ask me about bray wyatt don't ask me about the pitch black match we are moving on toward the future and the future is bright for la night and yeah that was it uh very quick in and yeah. out so they are uh they're yeah. leaving out and do a like match in the dark, which is exactly what they, they need to do. 
All right, SP3, it's your time to shine here. What did you think of Rampage tonight? We had, I thought we had a pretty good opening uh, six-person tag match here. Blackpool Combat Club defeats Kip Sabian, Butcher, and the Blade. Um, Claudio wins it with the big uppercut. I think one thing that was very uh, interesting, though, was Kip Sabian at the end of the night interrupting the uh, backstage interview between Hangman Adam Page and Renee Paquette. Adam Page is like, why the fuck is it always you that's interviewing me, asking me about your damn husband? And then Kip Sabian comes in and, you know, just throws a, a, a wrench into the whole works here. But uh, I liked everything we saw with the BCC tonight. Yeah, the show peaked at the beginning, folks. Uh, the, the opener <laughs> was good. The opener was good because you had John Moxley, Claudio Castanoli, Willie Yuta, Butcher and the Blade, Kip Sabian. They're all good performers. And they had a good match. But that was the that was the peak of this episode of Dino, of episode of Rampage for me. Um, I thought the Hangman and uh, Kip Sabian was pretty good. With Hangman still being pissed off that John Moxley won a fight with a wrestling move and then wanted to <laughs> swing on, on. He's like, you saw that? That's the right way to win a match. We were beating that. I, I worked him. I cooked him. <laughs> it was like the last, why is it... the last two minutes of that match. He was mine. It was like he was like, why is it always you? Why is it always his wife that's interviewing me? That was perfect. Hey man, hey wrestled that perfect. The stupidest move I've seen in wrestling was when what's the what's the wife's name outside? What's her name? With the uh, phone. What? Who had a phone? Didn't you have a phone and hold it up for the guy to get on in this match? Uh, am I thinking something else? Oh, yeah, yes, yes. P Penelope oh, Ford. Now Penelope oh, Ford. okay. I'm like, what? Did I miss something? something? Hell, I don't even know what I've watched. And he looked at the phone like, what? And that was a stupid... I don't know who put that in there. Yeah, I, that didn't make any sense. Not even... Is it not, even worse than not make any sense, it was stupid. Damn. But anyway, that's what I saw. Uh, one of the things that uh, got me interested for for Wednesday is the fact we're going to get a sit down with Renee and Adam Cole. So I'm I'm looking forward to that on Dynamite. Uh, but then we follow up that wonderful announcement with a uh, Jericho Appreciation Society attacking the <laughs> Impractical Jokers. Um, Dutch, someone should have told Dude Bro how to protect yeah. himself because he took the other dude bro right square in the gut when he got power bombed through the table and that guy looked like uh, that that was a pretty good sell job or that guy was literally had the wind knocked out of him and that that hurt he did not protect himself at all the way you're supposed to he well, just took his buddy right in the right in the bread basket there well i think that was more of a promotional effort oh uh, yeah w to get it on their show and it was okay but they 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 kept beating them up and kicking them and punching them and then and then the dude with the glasses wanted to get his glasses back on. And then put them on the table and do the That's all they had to do. I mean, this was no Machine Gun Kelly getting power bombed off the stage, SP3, but the, I, I don't. I'm, I'm sitting here. I'm like, why the why is this happening? Why why, why is this happening? Like, I know whole, why it's the happening. The whole show fell apart. The whole show <laughs> fell apart when Impactical Jokers came on this show. And then I was just totally de-invested. Are, aren't the these guys supposed to be funny? Like they're coming out there cutting tiny baseball bat jokes, and I'm like, what are we? What is this? What are we doing? I don't watch this show. Can anybody tell me in the comments? Are these guys actually funny? Like I don't know. Not, no, they're not funny. They just make comments on whatever's going on. Mm. 
and you know they send a guy out and they, he got a piece in and he has to say what they tell him to or something's going to happen i guess oh okay yeah 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 i would have preferred them doing that do that do that in wrestling but do it backstage but, don't do it in front it, of people but it would actually work better if he says tell him he's a effing asshole <laughs> and he's nice to know and then if he don't you know now they're going to beat the crap out of him and he says that and they beat the crap out of him that would have been better than what they did tonight yeah yeah i agree uh, I'm, I'm gonna tell tony khan you you didn't like it rick okay I'm gonna tell him. I'm I'm entitled I'm, to my opinions. I'm gonna tell him right now about it. You could you could tell you could tell him I didn't like it either. Sid's <laughs> been at parties with I'll the man. I'll tell him I liked it. Stay on his good side. So there you but, go. There you go. It, it was a it was a weird segment. It was. I'm still trying to get the paycheck. I respect the uh, I respect the hustle there. Hey, um, I got a hell of a deal lined up today. Oh, get that paper, Dutch. This guy called me. And he said, I said, what does it pay? And he hit me with a number. I went, I didn't say nothing, but I went, damn. I said, yeah, I think I can make it now since uh, I don't really do a lot of stuff. But I, you know, to help. Going to WrestleMania weekend so I can be your handler, Dutch? Uh, When is WrestleMania? No, it's not WrestleMania weekend. But it's several weeks before. It's actually three weeks away. Oh, okay. So. But it was actually very, very good, which made my day. I actually made my month. I, you know, I like good news like that. So uh, I'm thinking, and it's at a, it's a, at a comic cons. Mm-hmm. Thinking, screw the wrestling. Make the comic con. That's where the money is. So, I right, continue, guys. I was. I'm gonna say, if anybody wants to throw money my way, my, uh, you can DM me. Oh, I'm doing a seminar. Right I'm doing a seminar, February the 16th. I think it's next week, Thursday, I think, uh, in Kissimmee at the... Uh, sorry, what did you say? Kissimmee. Kissimmee. <laughs> I say Kissimmee. Kissimmee, Florida. You want me to do who with what now? And uh, anybody that wants to attend this seminar, uh, go to my... Uh, just email me or go to uh, Wrestling 2.0 in uh, Kissimmee. Kissimmee, I get it right. And you get a, you'll get the rundown. Oh, you can read about it on my Twitter or my Facebook. There you go. At Dirty D Mantel. Follow him at True Heel SB3 and me at uh, Rick Uccino. Spelled as you see it on the screen there. Uh, we got a Dustin Rhodes promo. And then he got his ass kicked by uh, Swerve's boys. And then Swerve. If the, if the show wasn't dead by then, that finished it. I'm sorry. I disagree with you, Dutch, because we got the line of the fucking night in this. Got a line, this the line of the night when Swerve just. And, SB3, back me up on yeah, that. Swerve just yeah. leans in and says, Happy Black History Month. Happy Black History Month. That popped me so much. As hell. Dustin, how is that racist? Racist bastard. It, it's Black History Month. He just stated a, a fact. Yeah, he, he just did. stated a fact. It's uh, factual I, I evidence. That was racist as hell. Uh, factual I, evidence. I, I, didn't, I, I didn't say it was racist when you wanted to talk about NASCAR last week. Oh my God! I'm so glad I had to work last week. Jesus Christ! Uh, no shit, ask me. Any black people go to? <laughs> he put the goddamn accent in it. There's a lot of black people there. Not too many, but they are. Uh, mm. 
I don't know. Go to a NASCAR event in Northern Kentucky. Oh Anywho, um, this might be the hell best worry. episode of Smack Talk ever. I, I thought this was. <laughs> I thought this segment. Like... I thought this segment was a was a shit sandwich. I thought Dustin Rhodes. <laughs> it wasn't that tasty. <laughs> I thought Dustin Rhodes promo was good. I thought Swerve's jab at the end was excellent. I thought the ass kicking of of Dustin was terrible i i it was not believable at all dude bro came in there with all the energy of a sloth uh to to jack him in the face and then they're just like slow i mean god oh my god it was like watching dudes in an old folks home fight like that's what it looked like to me there was no urgency there was no christmas there was no veracity at all in that in that attack whatsoever i thought that was bad the prom the talking surrounding it was great yes yeah, my question is who produced it why didn't you do it again you can shoot it again. You can keep the same promo, but shoot it again. Say, hey, yeah, just shoot that, that middle part over. Dustin yeah. or, or Swerve should have said something. I mean, well, it kind of made they, Dustin look bad that he was selling that much for that that ass beating, like, honestly. But whatever. At the end of the day, it gave us the best lines of the night, so I'm, I'm all right with that. Uh, Ruby Soho and, and Dustin saying that uh, Swerve's tattoo looked like Doritos. That was awesome as well. <laughs> that was funny too. Uh, he'll get a sponsorship deal out of that probably. Uh, Ruby Soho defeats Marina Shafir, but who cares about that? Because afterwards we get Soraya and Tony Storm coming out, looking like they want to talk to Ruby, and then they get blindsided by Britt and Jamie, and then we get a triple threat match set up next week: Britt, Tony, Ruby. Uh, that's going to happen on Dynamite. SP3, what are you thinking about this heel turn so far with uh, Soraya and Tony? Uh, seeing a lot of mixed reviews from people online. Where are you at with this right now? I think me and me and Dutch kind of talked about it last week. This is seems like a better fit for them. They just seem more comfortable in this hero role. And I will say this whole them fight, these two sides fighting over Ruby Soho is the most they've done to make Ruby Soho feel important Accurate. since the game. One million percent. And the fact that she was the most mature out of this and looked like a mother just watching her kids fight on the outside and just being like, oh, my God. <laughs> that was great. That Ruby looked, Ruby was awesome in this. So it's it's helping out Ruby. I feel like Tony Storm just feels like such a much different character as a heel than she ever did as a face when she was a boring face. Saray is more comfortable as a heel, obviously. Yep. We see in her promos. Britt and, and Jamie were already getting cheered. So I think this is this is turning out right, but it is very mishmash uh, from week to week as far as quality. Yeah, and, I, and it, it, honestly, the only thing, like, occasionally there'll be times, like, like honestly, I, I didn't, I wasn't feeling Tony and, and Soraya's promo on Wednesday, right? Like, it, it just, it felt kind of cheesy to me, right? They're, they're, yeah. Sometimes they come off cheesy, but sometimes, like, when Soraya's coming out there tonight, she seemed confident. I mean, she only had to say two sentences before she was attacked, but I was interested to see where that was going. Um, So it's sometimes it's hit or miss, and I think Soraya's still getting her feet wet on the whole promo thing it's a lot it's a different ball game in aew doing promos than it is in wwe she grew up in that overly scripted style so she she's getting her feet wet still on that so uh we will see on that one uh benny you're right what about the interesting segment with darby allen on tonight's aew rampage i i thought that was very good i have no idea where that's leading any guesses sp3 Oh, well, he said he's not going to challenge for Samoa Joe anymore, yeah. which 
fits in with what he said in the promo. He also said he's going to back up Ortiz. We got Ortiz later in the night who basically challenged Eddie Kingston to a fight. That's the only way he could get through to Kingston because Kingston got played like we, me and Dutch talked about last week uh, that he got played into thinking House of Black wanted him and then they they honey dicked him and uh, took it back and uh, and he also him and Sting said they're gonna go out with a blaze of glory so I don't know what that means that was the part that was very interesting I haven't the beat the guns there, but, for the tag titles but Dutch what did you think about Darby Allen segment and the women's segment as well we didn't get to the segment was pretty good. I enjoyed that because it didn't go on for an interminable amount of time. They, they got it all in in a short time. You kind of understood it. The Darby Allen, I'm not a really big fan of his. Our Sting, because he's so talkative, he just sits there and with his face painted and agrees with everything. But, and he's, you said, you don't, you don't know where it's going with Darby Allen. Yeah, because, he brought up he, he brought up like three he brought up like three different things that they could be doing. He's he's talking about Samoa Joe. He's talking about um he uh, said he's done with Samoa Joe. He's not yeah, gonna challenge like, him while he's champion. He's talking but, about Ortiz, he's talking about how Sting and him are gonna go out in the blaze of glory. I'm I'm just sitting here, I'm going, if you guys are already talking about the end, these guys need at least one damn tag title shot. You're you're fucking undefeated. Like just just beat the damn guns. Go out in the blaze of glory, beat the guns, and then Sting retires. You relinquish the belts, and we can have a damn tournament because Tony Khan loves the tournaments. Ground two AEW tag team. Another tournament. I would just rather give them to somebody than go through a damn tournament. Anyway, so, so the I best guess, talking it, segment. It, it, it was okay, but I mean, Darby's. I'm not like I said. I'm just not a big fan of his. He does some great stuff. I'm afraid he's going to kill himself. Really. Doing some yes. of the crazy stuff because he's not a big guy. He don't have a lot of damn extra, extra fat in there to, to, to guard his body. So he needs to watch his back and his legs. I think Sting could, should be able to tell him that. All right. Anyway, that's what that's what he, I he's think. Not, he's not going to wrestle into his forties. That's for sure. But no, I will say the the best talking down. segment of the night was Mark Briscoe. Mark Briscoe is so full of charisma. Oh my god! Just the way he <laughs> stares at the camera. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, those guys. Well, I would say those guys, but now it's one guy. Yeah. Now, but he's great. I mean, he don't gotta say. He just gotta use that voice, talk nonsense like Jimmy Valiant, and he'll get over. I love Sterling coming, smart Mark Sterling coming in there asking him if he wants to make money for the first time ever or stay a chicken farmer. I love him getting pissed off at that. And then I love Josh Woods getting in there and he's like, Oh, hey, Woodsy. Oh, Woodsy, long time no shade. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'm happy he's on TV, man. He, the two he, MVPs of the night who may be happy about wrestling, Mike Briscoe and Chelsea Green. Thank you to the both of you. <laughs> Uh, we had uh, we had Jack Perry beat Little Dolph in short order, and then we got our main event of the night. Why did Why did Do Little Dolph fall asleep in the tanning bed? That dude was green. His arms were green, y'all. Y'all saw it. Was I the only one that saw it? His arms were green. How Who long was did he stay in the sun? I didn't watch. The the whole show. I never watched the whole show. I watched it up to about. Uh, it, honestly, you could have you could have gone to the bathroom and and missed this match. It was it was over in before it really got started. Like, yeah, there, there's really nothing to even talk. It was a squash match. Jack Perry won a squash match and then did his little his little. I want to I want a belt. His disc his discount double check. 
and you know that that was it so uh but the main event tonight was orange cassidy retaining his all-atlantic championship title against lee moriarty uh, I like the finish to this matchup, SP3, countering the submission into a roll-up to get the three count. And then we got Total Gang Wars at the end of it with Lethal and Jarrett coming out and Best Friends running out there. And then the Acclaim made the save and just all, all damn chaos. Just absolutely erupted. Yeah, get some pops at the end there. Uh, the match was good. Orange Cassidy. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to see the ratings for uh, this episode of, of Rampage because last week's episode did not do good in the ratings, even though they had Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks, the Elite. Because if it does better this week, I'm going to say it as a draw. Orange Cassidy greater than the elite because it seems like whenever Orange Cassidy is on the show, it does good in the ratings. So I want to see if the, if that if that trend continues here. But it was a good matchup. Uh, I like Lee Moriarty working over the Orange Punch arm, so it yeah. was, it had strong psychology to that as far as like him working over that arm for the duration of the matchup and how it, when he finally does hit the Orange Punch, he's not able to get the pin because he's worked over that arm, so he's not able to get the pin very quickly. Got him in. To the Boulder City stretch, and all it took was Orange using a wrestling move and getting the win to retain his title. So I liked that. That match had strong psychology, so I thought it was a good main event. And then the aftermath, I was like, okay, they're still feuding with Jared and Team I, TNA. I, like honestly, I thought I felt like I was watching the end <laughs> of. Uh, I, I thought I thought I was watching the end of Lord of the Rings: Return of the King. I'm like, oh, this show's over. Oh wait, no, there's more. Okay, now it's over. Oh, wait, there's more. And we're still going with this damn show. I thought it ended three fucking minutes ago. So that, that's kind of how I felt with the end of that. Always but look at a clock. <laughs> you think it's over. If it's two minutes, oh, no, we got some more. So Well, but that's not necessarily true because SmackDown always ends th two to three minutes before the top of the hour. That's, that's SmackDown. I know. That's SmackDown. They, know. They're different. Rampage always ends like either like – over the the yeah. zero zero or at one oh one they usually end the show i'll say this much though i'm i love this orange cassidy title run like i he's only had it for 111 days but he's had so many defenses like it 10 it, that's his 10th successful title defense the all-time like, record for a singles title in aew like i'm literally thinking to myself before i looked this up i was like man he's had this thing forever like this has got to be one of the longest title runs that they've had that hasn't gone a year yet it's only been 111 days they just can't, it makes it feel important it's not getting hopscotched around like the tnt championship does this i i they're fine like it took them so long to put a belt on this man and now they're making it mean something so i i appreciate that and i'm enjoying what orange cassidy's doing with it wait a minute i agree i agree with both you guys what you guys said it's like the European title of the of the Attitude Era in a lot of ways, and this is kind of like the D'Lo Brown European title title run of this the this the run that's making it very interesting. That's making it a mid card title that actually matters. So whoever is eventually the person that beats Orange Cassidy should get over and then can hopefully continue the momentum here. All right, that's it. We 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 made it through all the shows. And Dutch already pitched what he's got going on. So what do you got going on, Sid? Well, you can check me out tomorrow on the True Hill Heat YouTube channel. Hopefully, I'll be much happier than I was tonight. Um, I'll have time to absorb these episodes of wrestling and the three hours I'll never get back in my life. <laughs> 
Uh, so check me out on the True Hill Heat YouTube channel tomorrow at 11.05 a.m. Eastern Time. True Hill Heat 212. It will be myself, Miss Chrissy Love, and Mex of Wrestle Things Podcast. We're going to be talking about the weekend wrestling and answering the question, who is WWE's hottest babyface, Cody Rhodes or Sami Zayn? They got two of them. It's a good problem to have. Steven Chambers asking before we get out of here, because, yeah, that, I guess there's a game or something going on on Sunday. Uh, who are you guys picking, the Eagles or the Chiefs? I am rooting for the clock, because as soon as it hits zero, that means the season is over, and we can start looking forward to next football season. Dutch, who who you think wins on Sunday? I could give a how <laughs> shit less. Tell you the truth. All right, Steven, you're not getting a whole lot of great I, I, answers. I, I will pick the Eagles. Yeah, I think, I don't know. Part of me wants the Chiefs to win just so the Bengals' loss isn't in vain, but I really don't care. I do think the Eagles will win the matchup, though. Chiefs 34, Eagles 31. Ooh. Just make it a good game. Maybe I'll tune in at the in the third quarter. I really don't even know if I'm going to watch. I'm so, it took me, uh, it took me just a little over a week, but I'm finally depressed after the end of the AFC championship game. But, uh, Hey, this just means a year from now, I'll be watching my Bengals win uh super bowl 50. So that's all that matters. All right, guys, enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the big game. We'll be back next week. Unless I have to work or Dutch comes up with an excuse. We'll be back next week. 1105. Oh, me come up with an excuse. If you missed 1400. Uh, oh, uh, oh, damn. Oh man. We lost, we lost Dutch. Son yeah. of a bitch. Oh damn, man! The connection. Just, he's, oh, connect, yeah. oh, he's blaming her. Connection issues just abound. We're gonna have to end this. I'm so sorry. See you, everybody. Bye. <laughs>